talking about how often trauma expresses itself through the body, grief. That's why I love that expression. The feeling that cannot find its expression in tears will cause other organs to cry. That's Marissa Peer. And this is the Depression Detox Show. Welcome back to the Depression Detox Show, where we share ideas and stories to help you live a happier life. I am your host, Malik Josephs. Happy Wednesday. I am grateful for you tuning in with me today as we have rapid transformational therapist, author, and international speaker, Marissa Peer, back on the show to talk about psychosomatics, which in short, is the study of how the mind influences the body. So in today's clip, Marissa will go over three case studies of how the mind affects the body and also to teach us the importance of monitoring our thoughts and the negative things that we say to ourselves about ourselves. And just a word of warning, if you have little ones around, this may be worth listening to beforehand to see if it is suitable for them. So with that said, let's jump right into this one with Marissa Peer. Enjoy. And we all know that. We, we all hear stories all the time. Um, and I know when you go on to, when you join, the, we have a recommended reading list. One of them is called Not All in the Mind. And talking about how often trauma expresses itself through the body, grief. That's why I love that expression, the feeling that cannot find its expression in tears will cause other organs to cry or weep. It says weep, but cry. But so many people, when they can't say what they're feeling, instead will have asthma, eczema, raging headaches. Um, and it's so interesting how a lot of people who believe will go, that makes me sick, and I'm sick of that. And... I'm going to quickly tell you a story. So this woman came in, and her husband brought her in like this. He was, like, holding her, and she couldn't really walk, and he kind of positioned her into the chair and sat her down. And she'd lost the use of her legs, and they said it's just totally psychosomatic. Nobody can understand why this woman can't walk, because there's nothing wrong with it. She's had all the scans. So the husband left, and I said, what's going on? I just can't stand my life. And what I really can't stand, which is somebody who couldn't stand, is that my husband is a complete fake. So anyway, we did a regression and she went back to the scene. Her husband was a vicar and he was a lovely vicar, very kind. And if someone knocked at the door, he would give them money or if he'd even let them stay. And she said one night it was bitterly, terribly raining and this young guy knocked on the door. The vicar slammed the door in his face and wouldn't let him in. And she thought that was a bit odd. And years passed, and he wouldn't have sex with her. And then she asked him one day, and he said, well, you know, I'm gay. I've always been gay. I've never touched a man in my life, but I want to. And I married you because I, I need to have children. I needed a vicar's wife, and I needed this position in society. But I never loved you, and I don't love you now. 
And when that man came to the door, I didn't dare let him in because I was so scared I would want to kiss him or touch him. And he said, that's the truth. And I've been living in hell and praying all the time because I, I want to have sex with a man. I'm not going to because it's against my religion. But I also can't have sex with you because you're just not attractive to me. And she was absolutely furious because by then they were both in their 50s. And she said, you know, I lost all my chances to be loved and... I've never had an orgasm and I resent him and I just can't stand the lies and I can't stand the fakery and I can't stand what he's done. And I thought, isn't that interesting? When they walked in like that, you would have thought they were madly in love. He was holding her. She was walking very, she was holding her like she was made of glass. He positioned her into that chair. And I knew then that in using the loose of her legs, first of all, he was never going to leave her. She was utterly dependent. Secondly, it made it look like they were so in love, but also she was punishing him. So we did this whole thing about, look, you know, I can't change that. And now we just have to accept what's going on and what do you want to do? You could leave and have a whole new life or no, I'm going to stay with him. I didn't really understand why she wanted to stay with him, but she had, I think she wanted to punish him. And so I said, look, okay, there's always options. Leave, you're 55, that's nothing. Start again. You, you can find another wonderful husband. You can have an orgasm. People have orgasms easier, especially when they're 55 than when they're 25. Or you could um, stay and, and make something of it. Or maybe your best thing is to not make a decision now, but decide over time that you may want to leave. You may want to stay. But if you stay, you've got to make it better than this. And she got up and walked out. Um, not walked out because she was annoyed. When he came, she got up and walked. And there was nothing wrong with her legs except she kept saying, I can't stand it. And then I had this really interesting woman who was, couldn't speak. She could whisper like that, but she couldn't talk. And then she came. And so in, I don't know what was going on with her. And it's not my job to spend eight. I said, I'm going to regress you back to why you can't speak. Because all your doctor's notes that you sent me said, there's nothing wrong with your voice box. It's like you've chosen not to speak. And the first thing she went back to, she said, well, it's really weird. I can just see a toucan, just a toucan, you know, a big parrot. But it's not a real one. It's a fake one. It's a plastic one. I said, okay. And I said, what's the toucan doing? And she said, oh, mummy is behind the toucan kissing the barman. And then she realized that they're in a pub. It was the Guinness bird, the bird that is advertised Guinness. And mummy was behind it kissing. And she told her dad, who was the publican, and you can imagine what happened there. And he went crazy. He fired the barman. I think he attacked the mother. And the mother always said, why didn't you just keep quiet? Why did you tell him? Well, what did she know? I mean, she didn't know. She was a kid. Next scene went to, she's dating this boy and her father doesn't like him and she's not allowed to see him and they've sneaked out. And when she came back, the father said, have you been with that boy? And she couldn't lie. And she said, yes. And he beat him up. And the third scene, she's now got a job working on a movie, job of her dreams. And there's massive corruption going on in this film. And she went to the producers and told them, and they fired her on the spot because they were involved in the corruption. And then she said, left hand, right hand, me and my big mouth. Why can't I shut up? Every time I open my mouth, people get hurt. You know, my mum got beaten up. That boyfriend got beaten up. I got fired off that set and so did lots of other because my big mouth. And guess what happened? She didn't have a big mouth. She couldn't even speak. So every time I open my mouth, I cause pain, she stopped speaking. And I've had so many cases, I'm just gonna tell you one more very quickly, was another girl who 
who actually couldn't hear, which was really interesting. But then you'll see on the case this beautiful girl called Nicole, who was actually deaf, who in one session took out her hearing aids and now has got a whole different world. And she was the girl who kept saying in the womb, I, I can't listen to my dad. Oh, my God, he's screaming. You in the arms was wriggling. And I've, I've just got to get away from that noise. My dad is brutal. He just screams. And then finally putting the pillows over her ears to try and drown out the sound. But this girl was 20 and had gone deaf almost overnight. <clears throat> Nobody could understand it. And so she came in and she was just getting to grips with lip reading. It was a very weird session to do with someone who was deaf. I mean, Nicole in my class had a hearing aid, so I could talk to her and work with her. But this girl, we were doing a lot of writing. And so I would regress her back. So I'm going to count you back to a scene, because I talk, tell her to write it. I'm going to put my fingers, and then, you're going to, and then I'm going to open your eyes, because you're going to have to tell me what the scene is, because she could speak, but she couldn't hear. So we had to do it that way. And the first scene she went back to, she opened her eyes, and she said, you know, when I was 14, my mother's husband raped me. And when I told her, she said, you're fantasizing. You're trying to steal my husband. You've made that all up because you want to take my husband off me. What an awful thing to say. Anyway, a couple of years later, somebody broke into the house and she got raped. And that's when she went deaf. She said, I couldn't listen to my mother telling me a second time that I'd made it up. The thought of my mother telling me again, you fantasized about that again. What's wrong with you? Why do you keep taking other people's husbands? And she went deaf because of the trauma of having to tell her mother, I've been raped, and to say, not again. You're fantasizing again. And, and, and her hearing came straight back because then, of course, the second part, she look, that's an awful thing. Your mother obviously is on a different page, but you can't give your mother that power. You know, you're 19, and maybe you need to move out of that house where that horrible man that raped you is still living, by the way, and she's still got to act every day like it never happened and it was awful for her. I said, move out, you know, it doesn't matter where you go, but move out and have your own life and choose to hear. And she did, and her hearing didn't come back at once. It came back in bits and pieces. And when she moved out, it totally came back. So the mind is so clever at thinking you want that. You want to not hear, you want to not speak, you can't stand stuff or that makes you sick and you're sick of that and sick of that. Or people are gonna put that out of your mind. I'm going to put out of my mind that terrible time, that terrible, terrible time when I was attacked in the house or burgled or my kid was really sick and life, I'm going to put it out of my mind. And then they say, I've got the worst memory in the world. I just can't remember even what I watched on television. I pick a book, I don't remember what, I was, when I, what I've even read about it. Because when you go, I'm just going to forget it. I'm going to put it out. I'm going to pretend it never happened. Your mind goes, okay, that's a direct instruction. Pretend it never happened. Put it out of my mind. Empty my mind. And then they go, I've got a mind like a sieve. I go to the store. I don't even know what I've come to. I go upstairs and go, what have I come upstairs for? Oh, my mind. I just, it's just empty. But then they told their mind many years ago to empty, to forget. So the mind is very specific to what you ask it. Big thanks to Marissa Peer for stopping by. If you'd like to connect with her, you can go to her website, marissapeer.com. Her Instagram is Marissa Peer Therapy. Her YouTube is Marissa Peer. Her latest book is entitled Tell Yourself a Better Lie. Use the power of rapid transformational therapy to edit your story and rewrite your life. And if you'd like to check out the entire talk, which is a really good talk, 
you can go to YouTube and type in how does cerebral palsy affect the brain, live therapy, Angie, Marissa, Peer. And if you'd like to hear more talks with Marissa, you can go to our previous episode section, which is located in the show description and check out all the past episodes that she has been featured on the show. And then I also have links to everything I just mentioned to connect with her and her work as well. All right. When you get a chance, please follow the show or share it with as many people as you possibly can. I appreciate you for it. All right. That is a wrap for me. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day and I will see you back here tomorrow. So until then, stay strong. Later. Later.